KJams 105.3, sitting there pretty with me, your favorite radio reverend, Preach Easy in the morning. How you doing this morning? I hope that this Sunday morning is going easy, as your gospel should be. If this is your first time with me, then allow me to reintroduce myself. They call me Preach Easy, not because I'm easy on the eyes, because I believe the gospel should be easy like your Sunday morning. That means here on Kate Jams 105.3, we're going to be diving into the nitty gritty, you know, answering the questions that you ask yourself in the middle of the night, like, who am I? What is my purpose? Why did God make me? Well, I believe all the answers to that are real easy because they start with you. The journey getting there, the journey is where it gets tough, where it gets difficult, but that's where I come in. That's your favorite radio reverend. That's the most poppin' podcast pope. Oh, yes. I'm on all streaming platforms, so that means all you got to do is type in Preach Easy. Wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, you get your music, you just type in Preach Easy. It's so simple, it even works on Google. You just type in P-R-E-A-C-H, pull a space in between, E dot Z. And that way you will stay tuned in for all of our series. But today, we are diving in and talking about forgiveness. Yeah, we've been getting into it, the nitty gritty. Last week, we talked about rest and restoration. Today, we're talking about forgiveness. But before we dive too far in, before we make it too far into the word, let's go ahead and clear the air. Let's gather up all the problems, the situations, the challenges, the, uh, whatever the cases may be that we've been going through for the past week, the past month, for the past 30 minutes, Lord, the la- last 30 seconds. Whatever the case, challenge, or problem may be, Lord, let's give it on over. to God now. Let's go ahead and just exhale. Just and now that we got a clear space, let's go ahead and breathe on in the promises, the blessings, the good news, and the gospel that the Lord has for us in the next week, the next month. Lord, if you're willing and if you're able, which I know you are, we'll take in the next 30 minutes, Lord, in the next 30 seconds. Let's go ahead and breathe on in those promises, those blessings, the gospel and the good news that the Lord has coming up for us. Let's go ahead and breathe it in now. Just... And now that we created a space for the Lord to move and to groove, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in and start talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness is perhaps the most quintessential concept in Christendom, yet it is still the most perpetually misunderstood and incorrectly applied. Forgiveness is the cornerstone of the Christian faith. It is the topic of most loan forgiveness conversations, and it is the lifeblood of any successful and continuous society. See, forgiveness is a necessity, yet for our universal application of the word, we have somehow found or lost the original definition. Good morning, family. As you come in today, we are talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness may be the cornerstone of Christian faith, yet it is something that we have lost to the original definition, and in so the application has only strayed farther and farther away, leading many of us to somehow despise and to hate forgiveness. We view it not as the concept that could free or liberate us, but instead we view it as a concept too abstract to ever touch. What is forgiveness? The goal and hope for today is to give some understanding of two questions. What is forgiveness and who gets to be forgiven? 
It may be something that is the basis, the quintessential cornerstone of what Christianity is, yet it is something so many of us struggle with, simply because we look at forgiveness not as the process that it is, but simply an end statement. We look at forgiveness as something that is simply done and over, something that occurred and happened and now we're moving forward. But see, forgiveness is a process that takes more than a day, simply more than a quick conversation or email to HR. See, forgiveness is something more ingrained. In the text, Matthew chapter 18, verse 21, Peter comes up to Jesus. And simply says to Jesus, Lord, how often shall I shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him as many as seven times. Now, here is Peter trying to be clever, trying to be smart, looking for some in because like Peter, like all of us, we get tired and exhausted of forgiving. For many of us that find ourselves victims or minorities or both at the time, sometimes simply at the wrong end of an offense, we find ourselves tired of forgiving. Tired of forgetting, of condoning, of apologizing, of looking for closure. See, forgiveness is surprisingly none of these things. Because all of those things require a tally to condone, to apologize, to close, to forget requires some tally. See, no, that's what Peter was asking for. When he asked to stop forgiving at seven times, instead, Jesus with a smirk in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21, Jesus says to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. Now, some of you math majors and those math whizzes that paid attention in class and did better than I did would quickly realize that, oh, that's only 490 times that I have to forgive. Now, some of you, after hearing that specific number, will go up, pull out a chalkboard or take it down in your notes and remember everybody who's ever wronged you and tally up up to 490 so we can officially say we're done with them. But it's not a tally that Jesus is presenting. It's not mathematic arithmetic done in the mundane world, but instead it is celestial arithmetic. Not mundane mathematics, but a divine division. The simple idea is that we don't stop forgiving. Not because we are burdened with this ever-long task of abstract conceptualism to where we're supposed to keep on forgetting or condoning. None of these things are forgiveness. See, what Jesus is presenting is an infinite turnover of forgiveness. Forgiveness is not this done thing, this action or acceptance and we're moving forward, a single conversation, a done email, or a simple avoidance. See, forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is the acceptance that we deserve to trade negative emotions and attitudes for positive outcomes and behaviors. Forgiveness is not condoning, accepting, apologizing, finding closure, or even forgetting. Because a lot of times when we've been hurt and attacked by those who have done us wrong, who, or maybe it was simply the storm that passed by, nothing but natural coincidences that still left us hurt, Sometimes it is a simple acceptance that we deserve to trade those negative emotions and attitudes for positive outcomes and behaviors. Who deserves to be forgiven?
In the text, Peter asks, how many times shall I forgive my brother? Even going beyond the sexist language, many of us would try and say, well, we must only forgive those that we have close familiar bonds with, or we must only forgive those that we actually care to. But then Jesus goes on to say, well, the whole world is your brother. Your neighbor is your brother and every neighbor to that. The expectation is not that we hold on to some grudge or some tally or remember who and value who deserves forgiveness over another as oftentimes society does. Society requires some level of forgiveness, whether it be loan forgiveness or criminal justice reform. The idea is that forgiveness is the acceptance that we deserve to trade in the negative emotions, attitudes for positive behaviors and outcomes. Forgiveness is not saying that the person who did you wrong was correct. It's not saying that you were in the right or they were in the wrong. It's not condoning their actions or forgetting them. It's simply not allowing those actions, those situations, that problem, that challenge, that person even, to continue to invest and hold up the energies that you have to trade them in for something greater. See, the reason why so many of us have difficulty with forgiveness, looking at the verse from Matthew chapter 18, is because we view forgiveness as some burden that's placed upon us. That we have to hold the burden of justice, the burden of reform, but instead, instead we are transforming this burden. Transforming these negative emotions into a positive outcome. It's not forgetting what was done to us, but creating systems, spaces, and places to where those situations, problems, and challenges can never arise again. Not out of spite, but out of growth. Hopefully, prayingfully, to be better than we were yesterday. Forgiveness is not for the offender. Not only. So often in society, society prioritizes the offender when it comes to forgiveness. Making sure that there's some forgiveness for the offender so that all parties could move forward. But it's not that easy for the victim. So many times, the most difficult part of forgiveness is not forgiving the person who hurt us, but forgiving ourselves for being in the situation to begin with. For allowing ourselves to be hurt. For allowing ourselves to trust, to love, to move forward, to believe in somebody else or something else. Sometimes forgiveness starts with us. Where that hindsight is 2020, Attacking us. Feeding into those negative emotions. Saying that this is the reason we can't move forward. Because oftentimes we believe we don't deserve the forgiveness ourselves. Society will sometimes call this victim blaming. Sometimes it comes from the outside, but oftentimes it comes from the inside. See, forgiveness is the acceptance that we deserve to trade these negative emotions. Not saying that you don't deserve to have these emotions in response to what happened to us. They were wrong. They hurt us. They affected us. It made us angry, sad, frustrated, abandoned, hurt, or alone. And those emotions are real and I respect them. You are right to feel those emotions, but you deserve to turn those negative emotions into positive outcomes. You deserve it. Not for the offender, 
Not for the person who harmed or the situation or the challenge. You deserve it as the victim to move forward, to take those negative emotions, those negative consequences and transform them into a positive attitude outcome. Create a space or a system to where those same challenges and problems can never affect or harm someone else. Not out of spite, but simply out of the desire to be better than you were yesterday. You deserve it. You deserve it because Christ died on Calvary. Lived a sinless life to where all of us would have sinned against him. We would have missed the mark. That's simply all sin means to chata. To miss the mark as if it were like basketball when we miss a free throw. All of us committed the sin and yet Christ died for us for forgiveness. Not so we could forgive seven times or seven times seventy or four hundred and ninety times. But so we can have this constant exchange. This constant acceptance that we deserve to take those negative emotions and attitudes and trade them, convert them, give them over to the Lord in reception for positive outcomes and behaviors. And it is just that easy. You deserve to accept the idea that you can take those negative problems and situations. It doesn't mean that the person who harmed you was in the right or in the wrong. It doesn't mean you're condoning what happened. It doesn't mean you're apologizing or even searching and looking for closure. Oftentimes we won't find closure searching after the person who harmed us and oppressed us simply because they are, we'll say, serial offenders. They continue and that's their own journey. But our journey does not deserve to be halted simply because they cannot come face to face with reality or the Lord. You deserve to have that closure and it comes from internally. You deserve to have forgiveness. Forgiveness is simply accepting that you deserve to trade those negative emotions, attitudes, and give them over to the Lord for a positive behavior and outcome. And it is just that easy. This is your favorite radio, Reverend Preach Easy. And I'll be praying for you until you hear from me again. Keep on forgiving. It's a process. It won't happen today. It may not happen tomorrow with one conversation, one email, but allow it to keep moving through you. It's an exchange of energy. Get all those energies out and receive everything that the Lord can give you. This is your favorite radio reverend. Praying for you till you hear from me again. Signing off.